It's the Out of Your League Mockcast, presented by Great Iron Mocks. And here are your hosts, Vivian and Milton. So, unlike many key players, you know, going on the injury list, uh, just as the fantasy playoffs go into critical moments, you know, I'm looking at you, Jalen Hurts. Uh, I'm back just in time for the playoffs. You know, I was out with some undisclosed illness. And there are rumors of people seeing me wearing a mask. Well, we shall not deny or confirm this. Okay, okay, Vivian. So anyways, awesome job on, on you, Vivian, Ian, and everyone else who helped me on last week's podcast. It was so much fun, all these guests and stuff. And the World Cup is all, also over, so I can revert my full attention to from football, you know, to the sport of American football, where the foot is only used to kick the ball a few times a game, so. You go figure. Anyways, so it's the name and Vivian. Let's get started. All right. Lots and lots of news and injury updates today. Uh, the biggest news, I think, this morning, another big loss to the NFL world. Four-time Super Bowl champion and Hall of Famer Franco Harris passed away today, hmm. uh, just a few days before the 50th anniversary of the Immaculate Reception. One of the most famous plays in the history of American football. It took place uh, December 23rd, 1972. It was the AFC Divisional Playoff game, Steelers versus Raiders in Pittsburgh. Steelers were trailing on fourth down with 22 seconds left in the game. Terry Bradshaw, he threw a pass targeting John Fuqua. The ball either bounced off the helmet of Raiders safety Jack Tatum or off of Fuqua's hands. It was really, uh, people weren't really sure, but then Steelers fullback Franco Harris caught it just before it hit the ground and then ran it in for a game-winning touchdown. Um, probably a, one of the craziest plays um, in the history of the NFL outside of the one we just saw this past weekend. Uh, there's a <laughs> lot of controversy uh, <laughs> in this play, but it's uh, it's very, very sad. You know, we are, like I said, it's the 50th anniversary this weekend and the Steelers are playing the Raiders this weekend. So um, very, very sad news. He was 72 years old, seemed to be healthy. Otherwise, I don't think... The reports have come out to say exactly how he passed away. So um, I guess we'll we'll learn more as the, the weeks go on. But very sad news. Yeah. Um, okay. So then Saints ended up claiming former Texans and Cardinals running back Eno Benjamin from the waivers last week. So the curious case of Eno Benjamin <laughs> continues. The saga keeps giving <laughs> The saga. I'm still really mad. Like at this point, is anybody watching Hard Knocks anymore? Like they didn't even tell us what happened with you know Benjamin. They didn't tell us what happened to their coach that they fired before the Mexico City game. Like, what's yeah. the point if you're gonna censor everything? Nobody wants to watch your shitty team on Hard Knocks. Of a losing team. Yeah, at least show us yeah. why you're losing. Yeah, yeah, a losing team, you know, an unlikable coach. Ugh. Um, Anyways, the Packers released wide receiver Sammy Watkins ahead of Monday Night Football this past week, and they also signed running back Patrick Taylor to the roster. Who's that guy? To be honest, I have no idea. It was just a news report I saw. Um, But Sammy Watkins was claimed off of the waivers uh, yesterday. The Ravens had to place wide receiver Devin Duvernay on the IR after an injury at practice yesterday. A collection of old wide receivers on their team. (laughs) Yeah, no quarterback. We'll get to that in a second. Um, Meanwhile, the Vikings signed quarterback Josh Rosen to their practice squad. This guy is still in the NFL. I don't know how. It's like a cockroach that refuses to die. (laughs) I saw a comment or like a tweet or something and someone was like, this guy, this guy's not working at Walmart yet. Like what is going on? <laughs> God. 
Um, a bit of a breaking news uh, ahead of next season. So the Texas running back, B. John Robinson, he has announced that he is deciding to forego his last two seasons of eligibility um, to play college ball and is officially declaring for the NFL draft. Uh, this is pretty, pretty big news. He is, this guy is such a stud. Really? This season, he, he's got eight games with over 100-plus yards, uh, a total of 1,580 yards and 18 touchdowns. Um, he also caught 60 passes for 806 yards and eight touchdowns, uh, so a total of 26 touchdowns on the year. In his three years at Texas, he's amassed 3,140 rushing yards. That's the fourth in all-time rushing yards for the Texas Longhorns, behind uh ricky williams cedric benson and earl campbell who all played uh all four years at texas he also is ranked fourth in the entire program history with 41 touchdowns uh 4215 yards from the line of scrimmage and 18 games with over 100 yards so this guy heading into the nfl draft i mean no brainer um definitely definitely gonna go to a a team that needs him so something to keep an eye out on um in the off season obviously we always do our draft episode we did the rookie recap episode ahead of the fantasy season as a reminder to anyone who missed the draft episode so um we'll continue monitoring this in the off season once the fantasy season is over okay noted for my next fantasy football team mm-hmm um, quarterback Matthew Stafford has confirmed on his wife's podcast that he is not retiring <laughs> after this oh, season. I didn't even know his wife had a podcast. She's like a competitor of us. Great. Yeah, I've never, I'm not a, you know, I'm not the biggest fan of his wife. Um, I don't oh really know what her goodness. podcast is about, but <laughs> I guess it was like she's been saying on her pod, like people have been saying, oh, Matthew Stafford's probably going to retire after the season. And she's been apparently saying on her podcast that he's not. So he went on and confirmed it, I guess, where she had him on as a guest. And she's like, just tell the people that you're not retiring. And he's like, yeah, I'm not retiring. All right. All right. Wife taking control. <laughs> um. Texans stud rookie running back Damian Pierce also placed on the IR, so his season mm. is over. Uh, as we know, running back Jonathan Taylor suffered a high ankle sprain in Saturday's loss to the Vikings, also headed to the IR. Oh, um, this one's biggest, probably the biggest draft bust in recent oh. years. I mean, this guy, Jonathan Taylor, had not even missed a practice. Not a single practice since high school. And this season, you know, taken first overall in probably like 98, 99% yeah. of leagues. Just an absolute bust. Are we ready to say that the uh, number one fantasy pick every year is like the new Madden curse? Maybe. Yeah, it might It might be. Do you remember when uh, the consensus ranking going into the drafts was that he should be taking number one? And I was skeptical last year and mm -hmm. we did that episode and you did the playback mm -hmm. from before the yep, season yep. and i was like i don't know why everyone's reading this guy so high he's talented for sure but I don't you were a year it. ahead you were a year ahead of uh, <laughs> a profit prediction yeah 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 complete profit <laughs> um let's see more another running back out for the season caleb huntley out uh officially out for the season with an achilles injury um lesser injuries wide receiver tyler lockett had surgery on monday on his hand the surgeon said it went perfectly uh pete carroll says there's a chance that tyler lockett only misses one game so that would be this week meanwhile still no practice for ken walker due to an ankle injury and the team has re-signed wayne gallman back to the practice squad um while waving running back tony jones jr and signing defensive tackle davion nixon oh Okay. I don't know. A lot of movement in Seattle, apparently. Um, as you alluded, quarterback Jalen Hurts suffered a strained <laughs> shoulder in Sunday's game versus the Bears. Not considered a long-term injury. He himself has said this week that he's getting ready to play Dallas, 
but he has not practiced at all this week. Did not practice yesterday and is not practicing today. Only Gardner Minshew and Ian Book seen in red warming up at the open portion of this practice a couple hours ago. Uh, Nick Sirianni says that he's not ruling it hurts out for the week because he's a fast healer. He said, quote, his body is not like ours. I will not roll him out. Um, And their offensive coordinator, Shane Steichen, also says that Hurts is feeling great, and if he's ready to go, he will play. A.J. Brown says that Hurts was just feeling a little sore. I know he's getting treatment. I think right now he's very confident, so that's what we're rocking with. So I I, I, I don't know. I mean – Obviously, we all hope Hurts plays as fantasy managers and as fans of good football. Um, but if you are an owner of Jalen Hurts, I hope you have a pivot plan because, I mean, it's not looking very likely. The The spread for the matchup this week has moved quite a bit um, against the Eagles. So Vegas is thinking that he's not going to play, but... It also would not be the first time in this season that a QB didn't practice all week and then still, against all odds, balled out. So we just saw With this. Josh Allen. Josh Allen, week 12, I think it was. So yep. I don't, anything, anything can happen. Anything can happen. All right, all right. Come on, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> uh, Cardinals quarterback Colt McCoy suffered a concussion, was ruled out against the Broncos. It looks... Um, as of this morning, he has not cleared concussion protocol. So Trace McSorley is the starter against the Bucks this week. I don't know. Maybe Tom. This will help Tom Brady. Maybe. They're all made up names by now. <laughs> um, Jets wide receiver Denzel Mims also ruled out against the Lions after being evaluated for a concussion. The Jets are obviously playing Thursday night, which is tomorrow. So he's likely out for that game. Um, looks like Zonovan Knight is currently still questionable. He's dealing with that ankle injury and Mike White is still being evaluated. Uh, but Robert Sala says they are confident Corey Davis, who suffered a concussion previously will play Mike White, you know, such a football guy continues to try and consult with second opinions on his fractured ribs in hopes of getting back on the field as soon as possible. But he's still not been clear for contact. I read somewhere it was something like he called hundreds of doctors just asking for one person to clear him medically. I'm like, man, (laughs) this guy is built tough. Um, Meanwhile, Zach Wilson gets another start. Like, do you think if the roles were reversed, like Zach Wilson would be doing what Mike White is doing? Oh, no, he would be in some mother's bath, uh, vet room, you know, uh, sneaking, <laughs> using this time off, you know, do his things. <laughs> um, John Harbaugh declined to say whether Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson will return this week after missing two games with a knee injury. Harbaugh said he is going to climb behind the barricade of not divulging injury information because of competitive reasons. Um, Lamar did not practice yet again today. This would be the eighth straight practice Mm -hmm. he has missed since spraining his PCL. Um, Something to note, though, the the Ravens are in practice right now, and Tyler Huntley is also limited at at practice today with a right shoulder injury which is his throwing shoulder not looking good uh mac jones also with a noticeable limp walking through the patriots locker room today something to monitor they should their injury reports haven't come out yet should come out soon no practice on tuesday or today for nick chubb due to a foot injury running back jk dobbins also absent for practice yesterday uh, Saints wide receiver Chris Olave did not practice yesterday due to the hamstring injury, and no changes to that today. The only change is that Jarvis Landry also did not practice due to an ankle injury. Um, Dolphins running back Jeff Wilson Jr. limited at practice with a hip injury. Quarterback Ryan Tannehill dealing with an ankle injury says it's an uphill battle to be ready for this week. 
He did not practice today. There are sources now saying he's very likely done for the season. Oh. Yep. Just this just came out moments ago. The and then the Titans did sign quarterback Joshua Dobbs off of the Lions practice squad today. Okay. Uh, so the, again, all signs are pointing to no for Tannehill. And then wide receiver Traylon Burks uh, was a full participant at practice today. He has been in the concussion protocol. So that's kind of good news, I guess. Um, wide receiver Deontay Johnson has some turf toe, but won't be limited late in the week, according to Coach Tomlin. And it looks like Kenny Pickett is oh. expected to start this week. So he's good to go. Packers running back AJ Dillon cleared from concussion protocol this morning, so he should be good to go. Uh, Bears wide receiver Chase Claypool downgraded from limited yesterday to did not practice today. Meanwhile, Khalil Herbert was designated to return from the RIR and will practice this week. Running back Chase Edmonds also being activated off the IR today, according to Nathaniel Hackett. Eagles tight end Dallas Goddard has been activated to the 53-man roster. He will play this week for sure. 49ers also designated uh, defensive lineman Javon Kinlaw to return from the IR. So the D-line is getting stronger for the Niners. And the Colts are officially benching Matt Ryan yet again. They are actually going with Nick Foles. Uh, someone actually leaked this two days ago on the internet saying that a family member of theirs used to be like the Eagles assistant quarterback coach during the Super Bowl run with Nick Foles. And then they just got a job at Indy because they were switching to Foles as QBs. So yeah. sometimes internet rumors are true. many injured i feel injured now let's just stop this massacre and get started with recaps yeah week 15 well this was probably one of the craziest i think this might be the craziest weekend that we've had this year right it has to be so many games divided decided by overtime we have that crazy raiders game but Let's kick off with Thursday Night Football, 49ers, Seahawks. Final score was 21-13, where the Niners, we clinched the NFC West title. Uh, it was a great night. I made everyone do shot skis. <laughs> um, <laughs> so good night all around, especially for those George Kittle owners and people who own the Niners defense on their fantasy teams. Yeah, I, I, was, I missed it thick here locked up but at this moment it feels like any team that faces the 49ers defense goes through like a paper shredder you know come out trimmed in nice little even pieces uh, i don't even want to have matchups against this defense in any of my fantasy teams it's it's they it's amazing what they're doing yeah it, the i think the the reports are <clears throat> teams that have faced the 49ers have been one and 12 after they <laughs> face the oh 49ers God. so not only are they just you know massacred on the field during the game they're just they're so broken afterwards that they can't mm-hmm. win another one mm-hmm. yep, yep. absolutely wild um okay then we had saturday games saturday games i always forget about this time of the year where we have saturday games but it was really fun to watch you know multiple we uh-huh. love multiple days of football uh saturday started out Hot. I mean, Colts, Vikings, final score 36 39 in overtime. Uh, like, you know, crazy, crazy game. Yeah. It was shown, no? I showed you around various social media outlets. They were pointing out that this was the first time a coach named Saturday coaches on a Saturday. And, you know, for a moment, <laughs> it seemed like a magical mixture because I was like, they were 33 0 or something. I don't even know. I was like, whoa, yeah, this makes sense. I should have known it. But then, it all came down in flames. So very Ted Lasso-ish. Yeah, this game was so crazy. Like, the first half of the game, it seemed like the Vikings reverted back to the old Vikings, where they're just, like, I don't know what they were doing. But then the fact that they came back, they engineered this miraculous comeback, the biggest comeback in NFL history to win it all in an o- overtime field goal. Like, 
when what's even crazier is that prior to this kirk cousins led the commanders also in the biggest comeback in their franchise history they were in a 24 point deficit um that's where that one there's like a clip of kirk cousins was walking out in the walking into the locker room and he's like you like that it's back when they were you know the the redskins uh but yeah he led them to that victory too so uh, i mean apparently that that's his thing meanwhile matt ryan is now on the wrong end of having the biggest leads with the you know 28-3 against the pats and now 33 nothing against the vikings it seemed like the colts I don't know. They just took a play out of the Vikings offensive playbook, which is like when you're up, play conservatively, just shut down the offense. I don't know what was happening. <laughs> yeah, I know. And uh, your, in your, uh, since the Colts are your voice, uh, your second voice, was it more that they just, who, who's more responsible for this? I, I feel the Colts just, are responsible for this. I mean, the Vikings didn't play that amazing either. Colts just, what a rumble, what a disaster coaching uh, job by Jeff Saturday. Crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever is happening in the organization is really confusing because this team feels like they're better under Saturday, but then they keep blowing games. Okay. So last yeah. Yeah, but it's like, are you trying to, are they trying to win? And then, like, do they just get too close to winning and they think, oh, shit, like, we need better draft picks. Let's, okay, let's tank th this game now. Like, we put up some points, you know, we showed our stuff, um, but we actually need draft picks. Like, what what is happening? <laughs> Ted Lasso plot, they ripped it all off from Ted Lasso. You have the owner, you want them to lose, they hire this guy, motivate. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, pretty fun to see. I'm having fun. <laughs> well, the next game was not fun. Uh, Ravens Browns final score was three thirteen. It was a game of freaking field goals. Like coming oh. off the Colts Vikings game, it was just so electric there in the end. And then um, having this kind of in the middle was just like, why? A why downer. is this here? Yeah. <laughs> it was a downer. It was a little break. You know, we all needed yeah, a little bathroom break spend some time mm -hmm. with family i don't know cool. uh but if that's what this game was um yeah. no yeah then we headed into saturday night football uh dolphins bills that final score is 29 32 i mean for all of the hype going into this game about the weather the weather didn't impact the game as many predicted on both sides of the ball both sides of the ball still put up a lot of fantasy relevance you know high scoring offenses dolphins though overall they're really slowing down in a stretch when they should be heating up well look at least at least their training methods you know they were blasting their air conditioning in the miami uh, stadium they came to fruition uh, like honestly i thought they would freeze to death you know especially wearing white and they're like like real dolphins, you know, out of the water, they would just die out there. But uh, they should put up a fight. I was amazed. They did. They did. It just what wasn't uh, wasn't quite enough. Mm -hmm. All right. Then we move into Sunday. We had Falcons Saints. That final score was eighteen twenty one. Honestly, all I know about this game is that Desmond Ritter became the first quarterback to debut with the Falcons since Matt Ryan in two thousand eight. So, I mean, the Saints got lucky that a rookie quarterback came in and helped them stay alive <laughs> in the division. Like, this division is so, so gar hot garbage. Yeah, so boring. I didn't know watch this. Yeah, I didn't watch that game either. Um, then we had, we also had Steelers Panthers. That was 24 16. Yeah. I don't know. It was Mitch Trubisky I skipped, you know, versus Sam Darnold. I don't care. <laughs> Yeah, the battle of the two former top three draft picks. Oh, God. Right. Um, yeah, I felt like this was the only game in the morning slate that felt like it was like worthy of a watch, which was the Eagles-Bears. I mean, the final score was 25-20. I did watch it, you know, my boy Justin Fields in action and Jalen Hurts. So, yeah, this was the you know, on the other flip side of that previous game we just mentioned, this was an awesome game, you know, exciting quarterbacks, 
that get the job done. That that was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, fun fact: uh, Justin Fields is the only quarterback to throw for multiple touchdowns and zero interceptions against the Eagles' defense um, in a game this season. That's pretty impressive, especially when you consider that the entire right side of their O line is demolished right now due to injuries. Um, I mean, the first half of this game generally saw Philly kind of struggling. That seems to be their mo for um, a greater part of the season. Chicago played an excellent defense to limit AJ Brown, and then the Chicago offense, as we are used to, was a one-man show, basically trying its best to keep up. <laughs> yeah, what a what a one-man show! I like this. Just I know. <laughs> All right. Um, and but then we had Chiefs Texans. That final score Ooh. was thirty-four. Or sorry, thirty twenty-four in OT. So these Texans, you know, uh, taking both the Chiefs and Cowboys to their limits. Uh, uh, what's going on there? Because this team used to suck, Tedian. Like just a few weeks ago, they were trash, and now they play good. I don't know. I don't know. It feels like the Texans, you know, kind of similarly to the Colts, where it's like they feel like they have something to prove, just because they've been such a bad team all year. So. But I think I feel like they're just here to kind of shake things up for us when we look at these uh, playoff contenders. But then they don't actually want to win the games because they want to get a good draft pick. <laughs> mm-hmm. Got it. Um, we also have Cowboys Jaguars. That final score uh, was thirty four oh forty in overtime. Uh, laughing out <laughs> loud, lol, lol. That's all I'll say. This was fun. It was funny. This was funny. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> are the Cowboys, were the Cowboys fans out? Ian, hello? <laughs> they blew up another big lead, right? Another, that was the other 17-point lead blown this week. hmm <clears throat> It was. It was. Um, there's, like, that meme where that always comes in, I think, during this part of the season where it's, like, all the other quarterbacks – faces of all the other quarterbacks and it says like just checking in are you guys still the boys because you know the cowboys <laughs> fans come in hot every season they're like cowboys gonna win and all blah 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 yeah and it, it's always this time of year where they start to you know crumble a little bit yeah yeah yeah. right into the playoffs right That's into so- the playoffs perfect timing <laughs> glad to see some consistency here um we had Lions Jets, so this game was actually going to be a pick 'em, uh, and it was very close. The final score is twenty seventeen. Honestly, Lions defense—they have been stopping the run for weeks now. That was their biggest uh, issue with their defense, and they really forced uh, Zach Wilson to beat them. But you know, Wilson literally cannot hit open receivers from the pocket. Like he just doesn't know how. It's the most bizarre thing. Like. If he's like scrambling and he just does a toss up, he's like fine, but like in the pocket, nothing. Oh my gosh. Oh, look, the Lions are 7 7. You know, they started 1 6. Uh, this was a very tough game. The Jets defense, like you say, is no joke. And Jared Goff, yeah. you know, he usually chokes outside of his warm, cozy Lion then. Uh, not today. Not today. This is the real deal. Yeah. Mm. Impressive, impressive. Um, Cardinals Broncos, fifteen twenty four was the box score. I honestly did not watch this game. <laughs> I kind of yeah, forgot it was me on. Yeah, but hey, the Broncos are winning now that Russ is out, so he still can't outscore these bathrooms. <laughs> um, we had in the afternoon Titans Chargers was probably the most boring one. Um, <laughs> final score is fourteen seventeen. Not much happening in the game. Hit the under as we expected. Uh, like I said, Titans are frauds. I'm going to keep yeah. saying that. Boring game. <laughs> All right. Then we had Patriots Raiders. This game oh. was a pick em as well. Final score 24 30. <laughs> Just the most wild ending to an NFL game I've ever seen in my entire life i think the whole bar you know like most people are watching the Bengals bucks game because that game was you know heating up a little bit but then i think it was on commercial whatever and then people looked over at 
Patriots Raiders because it was tied. There was, you know, very little time left on the clock. And that play happened and everybody just sat there with their mouths open like, what? Just, what did we just watch? Like, was that real? Oh my gosh. This was the opposite. This was the unimmaculate reception. Like, it was the whole opposite <laughs> of what we'll be celebrating tomorrow. It was the stupidest play I've ever seen in my life. And uh, it was just funny. It was like part of a movie, like The Replacements or uh, I don't know, all these other movies out there that are comedy. Amazing. Very fun. This was a Matt, like, was this a Matt Patricia play? Like, Belgium? Oh, my God. Like, yep. when uh, this well. happened and then they showed, every, like, the Raiders, all the players, they were in shock. They couldn't believe they won. And they cut to Belichick. He's walking down the field. I was like, oh God, somebody's gonna die tonight. <laughs> like they're gonna find they're gonna find the body of some some someone hey, <laughs> but, abandoned in Las Vegas. But look props to Josh Mc, McDaniels, you know, who gets his revenge and is on fire after we lit his butt on fire like five or six weeks ago in this moncast. So uh, this guy's listening and we take credit for what's going on there yeah i just every time i i like i keep thinking about the ending to this game and i'm just so in shock <laughs> that this happened and the fact that it was chandler jones who who scored like against his oh, former team right like full revenge full full revenge like what? i still like even watching the post-game interviews and stuff, like, I still do not understand, like, what happened. I understood, like, I could see how you can make a case for, you know, um, Stevenson doing the lateral, but I don't understand the second lateral. Like, <laughs> You're what was happening? If the player athletically then got steamrolled, no wonder he's on the his danger right now, Mac Jones. Uh, oh my god that was so funny just watching Chandler Jones like he doesn't even there was no effort he just like sit down (laughs) yeah yeah. so I I don't know it was just a a series of bad decisions kind of what happens in some certain companies you know this is like a metaphor of how something escalates pretty quickly so again really fun to watch but ugly it's amazing thank you NFL thank you NFL yeah um Bengals bucks like this was oh man I when I was watching this game I kept saying to my friend I was like my heart is racing and I have no stakes in this game like what is happening first of all I keep I've been saying um I'm sticking to what I said in the beginning of the season Tom Brady looks old he looks washed this offense is not jiving the fact that the Bengals were only able to make 14 offensive plays in the entire first half and the Bucks were only up by 17. Like, if you were a good team and the other team only made 14 offensive plays, like, the score should have been much, much higher than 17. Like, come on. Yeah, I'll take my L on Tom Brady, my Tommy boy. Failing me At least you got that. the Bengals win, but it got, you know, Joe Burrow, a lot of up and down um, for him during this game as well. That, um, God, I forget what part of the game was, but that one play where he had the ball and they were just blitzing him and like he started to run backwards like 20 yards or whatever instead of just getting rid of it and taking the sack. Oh, yeah. It was like, what are, what are you doing? Like everybody's screaming. Everyone's like, what is happening right now? Why? Why is he running backwards? Yeah, also a great sack. I mean, the Bucks defense still out there trying to do something. But yes, this this team is broken. I don't believe in them anymore. I take my L, like I said, and uh, Tommy Boy, let's let's come back at forty six and show the world what you're made <laughs> of. Um. Then we had Sunday Night Football: Giants Commanders. Final score is twenty twelve. I mean, look, sometimes this was a good game, kind of. I don't know, in a weird way. (laughs) Sometimes I do believe the NFL is rigged. Like, you know, I do believe it in my head because the way the refs were in this game, they were so dirty, like almost mafia style. I don't know if you saw what they did to Scary Terry. Like, no, you're fine. You're fine there. He's like, am I cool? This is a good person. He's good and he's just waiting for to throw his flag. This was right out of the 1970s New York Police Department handbook. Like, you know, this is, this, this ref 
uh, was atrocious and rigged. Yeah, that was yeah, that was really messed up for sure. <laughs> um, then we had Monday Night Footballs, Rams Packers. Final score is twelve twenty four. I mean, not much of a game here either. Nah. Nah, it was just to put Baker Mayfield back on earth. You know, people were already really crowning him again. It's just who he is, period. Yeah, I don't, like, last week's win, like, everybody was like, oh, my God, Baker's bad, blah, blah, blah. Like, yes, like, great for the guy to get a win, you know, after one day of practice on a new team. But that, like, you got to see more than that to be like, oh, my God, like, Baker is – the guy you know he's the end all be all yeah yeah just put him in frigid lambo and let's see what happens and froze to death so that was it yeah Uh, (laughs) yeah that was it for i mean still like i said probably the craziest weekend of football that we've had this entire season um that i can think of (laughs) <laughs> um, but as always, let's talk a little bit about fantasy playoffs. You know, we're we're coming down the wire here, week sixteen, oh semifinals for everybody. We saw the injury reports; a lot of injuries out God. there. Um, so definitely want to hit on some players that we like. Definitely want to hit on you know anybody that needs to be cut and just let go <laughs> of, and then some fantasy hail marys. These are your last dart throws basically where you're just chasing the points <laughs> you're chasing the opportunities anything to get something to get at least slightly more than your opponent if you are in the playoffs or even if you're not like in the consolation just play for your own pride for god's sakes um yep. but i think you know players that i like at least for this week um i'm gonna go ahead and say the Buccaneers backfield uh Rashad White and Leonard Fournette they get a really juicy matchup this week against the Cardinals uh Arizona's rush defense is absolutely atrocious they just gave up 130 and a touchdown to Latavius Murray of all people (laughs) and even Marlon Mack in the same game got to score a touchdown against them and ended up with around I think 14.3 fantasy points yeah out of nowhere and almost every opposing running backs for the last five weeks have scored at least a touchdown against the Cardinals and a minimum of 14 fantasy points. So it's looking like a good week for both White and Fournette, who, and obviously yeah. the Bucks are in a win now mode. Got some Lenny, shares of Lenny Fournette out there. Good to know. Good to know. I'm going to say, you know, players that are involved in teams that are still fighting for playoff spots and have a competent quarterback, that's key word, uh, which is very actually very hard to find out there. But the Jaguars, you know, the players in the team come to mind. You got Evan Ingram. He's finally, Evan Ingram, everyone's hyping like for seven years or something. Uh, ETN, you know, he's good. The Say Jones guy, I don't know, he's making tons of points. Uh, Christian Kirk. And even their defense is kind of hot, and Trevor Lawrence. So yeah, I'm, 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 I'm cashing on those guys. But they do have a tough matchups against the Jets. So oh, ah, they do. Nothing, nothing, nothing ever works out. <laughs> nothing ever works out the way you hope in fantasy. Um, I don't really have anyone on my cut list or hot seat. I mean, there's plenty of people I don't necessarily feel comfortable starting this week in particular because of what's at stake when it comes to fantasy, but also just be given the matchups um, in this coming week. But you have anyone that you are ready to get let go of? Uh, for sure, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, this guy. <laughs> oh, I mean, God. I don't even know. Uh, he's This Ravens offense is broken. This guy's broken. Uh, I'd rather start, you know, I have Justin Fields as his backup. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just riding Justin Fields. And I'm scared for Jalen Hurts. You know, if he doesn't play this week and they beat the Cowboys, I think they're shutting him down to the playoffs. So, uh, kind of scared. So, if I'll keep an eye on that, but I might not be able to play Jalen Hurts in the final if I make it. Yeah, it is a scary thought. You know, he's carried you this far if you if you are a Hurts owner 
and there's really no replicating what he's been able to do in terms of fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about some Hail Marys, uh, <laughs> some last minute tosses, some interesting names. Um, some of these names, I'm like, I can't believe that to say this. Uh, <laughs> first, we have Rashid Shahid. Who's that? <laughs> He's a wide receiver for the Saints. Um, Whoa. Yeah, he's a wide receiver for the Saints. And in his last, he's only 1% rostered, 1%. So check, check. I mean, waivers cleared. Check your, uh, yeah, check your player availability. I'm pretty sure he's probably still on there unless you're in a super deep league. But the last two games... He's had the most snaps amongst all Saints wide receivers, 66%. He's had the same root participation as Chris Olave at 84%. 17.3% target share, uh, 21.2 yards per target. He was the wide receiver 32 overall, then the wide receiver 11 last week. You just saw the injury report. Chris Olave uh, did not practice. Jarvis Landry now all of a sudden did not practice. He's looking better and better for Rashid Shahid. So this is a case I know for wide receivers, we always talk about, hey, look at who the quarterback is because, like, do you trust Andy Dalton? No, you don't. But it's playoffs, you know. Sometimes you got to chase the targets. You got to chase the points. All right. Let me put that here <laughs> in my notes. All right. Um, another name, It's he's been kind of talked about the last couple weeks. I feel like Chris Moore, 18% rostered. I think if you were in a deep league, then you probably already on the Chris Moore hype train. Um, he had a monster week in week 14, but really fell off this past week, despite another nine targets. But two straight weeks of nine targets, and if both Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins miss another game, he should still have a big target share against you're chasing, not chasing the points. I think that's a mistake that a lot of fantasy managers make is like somebody goes off, some unknown person or relatively unknown person goes off in one week. They put up a monster week and everyone's like, got to put a waiver claim on this person. But what you're doing there is you're chasing the points that they had last week. You don't know if they're going to replicate the points. But what you do know is the trends in usage, the trends in target shares, so you're not chasing the points, but you should be chasing the opportunities to get the points, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, a big, he's got a great outlook. Te- Texans have the easiest schedule the rest of the way for the wide receiver position. So he, he could win some people some leagues. Okay, I'll check this out. Um, in terms of running backs, obviously, we know no Jonathan Taylor and the conversation has been, is it going to be on Dion Jackson or Zach Moss? I have Zach Moss here. He's 4% rostered. He's the leader in red zone touches in this last week, both rushing and receiving with eight touches. And the Colts running back usage in this game with no Jonathan Taylor, Zach Moss, 67% of snaps, 24 carries, and one target for 81 yards. Dion Jackson, 32% of snaps, 13 carries, and one target for 56 yards. But he did get the touchdown. I think the unofficial death chart release today does have Deion Jackson ahead of Moss. We kind of know that Deion Jackson is probably more talented than Zach Moss. So this is a little bit of a dart throw. I think he can go either way. But I just I had Zach Moss here earlier this week before the the death chart was released today. So um, another running back we got here, Tyler Algier, you know, Huntley shut down for the year. Tyler Algier, 38% roster. He recorded a 76.5 success rate in week 15, the highest by any running back in the in a game this season, minimum of 15 carries. Algier leads all the rookies with 136 plus yards over expected this season. He's the seventh overall amongst running backs, and he has the seventh easiest matchup the rest of the way. So could be a good play for the running back position behind Cordero Patterson, obviously. Um, tight ends, we have Cade Otten, 9% rostered. Um, Otten only logged one target for 20 this past week, but he gets a sweet matchup this week, obviously, against the Arizona Cardinals, who are the worst team against opposing tight ends. Um, 
we I think we talked about them last week where we talked about how bad they were against opposing tight ends. I mean, I streamed Hunter Henry when they had the matchup against the Cardinals, and he put up a decent floor. Between Otten and Cameron Brait for the Bucks, he has more plays from the line of scrimmage. The Bucks are not out of the playoffs yet because the NFC South is just a garbage division. But the Bucks need to win their next three in order to secure the title. So you better bet they are going to be pushing for it. I know Brady is definitely going to be pushing for it. So I like Otten's usage here as well. All right. Um, and then we also have Chigozium. I don't know how to say his last name. Aconquo, uh, twenty-nine percent rostered. Uh, usage increasing each passing week. Currently, the Titans' most targeted player. Obviously, they've been without Traylon Burks, um, and without Burks, he's really been their only pass catcher. But even with Burks back, he seems like he's earned a spot to being second in line. Titans are coming off a loss. Obviously, only have one game lead in the AFC South, meaning that they are in a win-now mode, so Chig will also get his opportunities. But now they don't have a quarterback. Yeah, now they don't have a quarterback. So a little bit of a toss-up. I I definitely like Otten a little bit more than Chig, but we'll see. Speaking of quarterbacks, I know obviously a ton of quarterback injuries out there, and you have your – you know, you're very clear, defined guys that people are trying to pick up off waivers or just claim them off waivers. You got your Geno Smiths, you got your Jared Goffs, uh, Daniel Jones. I think those are the big <laughs> ones, but I'm going to give you two more quarterbacks. I mean, we've got Brock Purdy, 20% owned um, in Yahoo right now. 124.6 passer rating over the past two weeks, the highest amongst all quarterbacks. Um, obviously, he's only started two games, but he's put up 21.7 and 16.4, uh, 16.48 points to show for it. Not a very high ceiling. Certainly not going to win anyone their fantasy matchups, but he's also very unlikely to lose it either. Very safe floor. The commanders this week, smack dab, middle of the pack, they've allowed 17.2 points to opposing fantasy quarterbacks, which is the 15th most in the league. So if you're looking for a safe play, you know, if you've got big playmakers at the wide receiver or running back positions where you're like, all right, these guys, you know, were shooting for 15, 20, they might have a high ceiling game 30, then maybe, you know, you don't want to roll the dice on someone like Daniel Jones, who could yep. go either way, you know, Danny Dimes, yep. like he could get you his rushing abilities could give you an upside, but he could also put up a dud and it's it's playoffs. So you got to weigh your pros and cons a little bit there. That's right. Um, and then, of course, if Jalen Hurts doesn't go, you got Gardner Minshew. He is definitely, Ooh. definitely <laughs> available on your waivers. Uh, he's one percent rostered. I mean, if Hertz misses this week, then Gardner Minshew gets the start. It's not a great matchup against Dallas, and obviously he's not going to replicate Hertz's numbers. But as we know, the Eagles still have skin in the game to win this week. And similar, I think this is a similar situation as Brock Purdy. You know, like the Eagles, they are a good team, very disciplined, good offensive line, weapons all around. So there are worse places for a backup quarterback to come in and be plopped into. So he's he's being set up for success. Um, so he could be someone that you look at for replacing your Jalen Hurts, your Kyler Murrays, and what have you. Yeah, I'll give a we'll hand out beers to whoever dare start Gardner Minshew. Minshew Mania's back. Right. Uh, so I'm seeing your notes and all, and this week's weather is going to like really suck. Like this added adds another layer of difficulty to all the matchups, right? Except for domes. Yep. I mean, I, I hate domes, but uh, yeah, for fantasy purposes, I guess I'll take them. Yeah, right now it looks like we will be experiencing a lot of really cold and brutal weathers for this oh. week's games, um, and it starts off with tomorrow's game, or I guess tonight whenever this comes out uh thursday night football jags playing 
the Jets. Um, reports are saying extreme weather, heavy rains, oh. 20 oh. mile per hour sustained oh. winds with gusts in the 30 to 40 mile per hour range. So um, obviously the spread oh. for this game has changed in the, over the course of the week. It's now officially a pick em, over under 36. Wow. No, gracias. I don't want to have anything to do with that game. Yeah, it's definitely definitely not great for fantasy purposes, but even betting purposes. Like this game, I think the I think the Jets were originally favored. I don't actually remember. I think it was uh yesterday it was a one and a half point spread, maybe, but now it's a pick 'em. Um, so even if you know if you're doing bets this weekend, like it's it's a tough call. It could be anyone's game. You don't know. <laughs> uh, I will just say that the Jets win because the Jaguars, you know, they're more used to warm weather, like little cats. So that's I guess the Jets have an advantage. Yeah, I would say so. Um, for Saturday, even. The first game, we have Falcons-Ravens. This game is expected to see high winds. Um, it's going to be about 7 degrees is the current uh, weather forecast. <laughs> At least last I checked. Um, the Ravens are the home favorites. Seven and a half points spread over under 37 and a half. Um, I feel yeah. like this is going to be another ugly game. It'll probably hit the under. I mean, if Lamar is still out, Tyler Huntley looks like he may also be out. <laughs> Again, anyone's game, I would just take the under. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, and I'll take the Ravens. I mean, Falcons out of their nice warm dome, they suffer. Um, we have Lions-Panthers. This game, the Lions are the two-and-a-half-point favorites. It's an over-under of 44. Um, no weather issues, I don't think, for this game in particular. Um, but I will go ahead and keep rolling with the Lions on this one. Well, the Lion always eats a Panther. No, a Panther's a smaller feline. So, yes, let's go Lions. Um, okay, Seahawks-Chiefs. So this game, whew, negative really six degrees is the forecast. Yeah. Um, I mean, Chiefs are the home favorites. The nine and a half point spread over under 49 and a half. I think it's pretty, I think it should be safe to take the Chiefs. Um, I don't know. Their defense isn't that great. So I think Seattle will get on the board. But the Chiefs, I mean, if they are as great as they say they are, they should have beat. They should have no problem defeating the Seahawks. <laughs> but the Seahawks are hungry. Uh, it's going to be close. But yes, I'll take the Chiefs. <laughs> All right. Then Saints-Browns. Oh, High man. winds, bitter cold, snow bitter. in the forecast, negative nine degrees. I like, when I was reading the weather reports on these games, I'm like, I don't even know. Like, we live in California. I don't even know what that means. I don't want to okay. know what that means. No, that's... <laughs> Um, the Browns are the home favorites in the two and a half point spread over under 32. That is the lowest point total in 14 years wow. in terms of the betting lines. Yeah. And it's largely due to, like I said, the high winds, bitter snow, um, the wind, it's going to be a net, it's going <clears> to <throat> be nine, negative nine degrees, but with the wind chill, it's going to feel like negative 10 to negative 20 degrees. There's three inches of snow um, projected, and it's going to be sustained 30 miles per hour winds with 60 mile per hour gusts. Like, oh Whoa, my God, can you imagine 60 miles? Yeah, a 60 mile per hour wind hitting you. Like, here in San Francisco, I think the most we get is like 15, and that feels like. Yeah, that already messed not, up my hair. Yeah. Like, oh my God, 60? Oh boy! So uh, uh, actually, I'll watch this game just because it looks like the weather's gonna be very fun. And, and there's this thing I love about the Brown Stadium: is that elf they have in the middle, like that old <laughs> logo. So it looks like you're playing the fifties. And with this weather, yeah, I'll, I'll watch that. That'll look very pretty. <laughs> yeah, I mean. I guess, like, in these crazy weather games, you just take the home team because... Yeah, Browns. Defense. 
they're used to it i don't know totally the um, saints are coming out the of their saints dome. Have no receivers <laughs> no no dome no receivers no nothing yep. yeah the, the, and they won't use alvin kamara for no reason mm-hmm. all right <laughs> Um, Texans Titans another cold one here high winds uh, it's going to be five degrees out the Titans are the home favorites so uh, four points spread over under 36 hmm. Texans Titans this is a classic of the NFC AFC South uh, let's go yeah. Texans let's give them a chance yeah I kind of feel like the Texans too I feel like it's one of those weird like I don't know. It's one of those weird games. Also, yeah. the Titans suck. <laughs> yeah. Um, Bengals are playing uh, in Foxborough. High winds oh, here God. as well. The Bengals are the favorites, actually. Uh, it's a three-point spread over under 41 and a half. I will continue to ride with the Bengals. Are you going to make a choice? <laughs> You know what I'll do here. I'll take the Patriots. They'll take revenge over that absurd loss they had. Uh, they're feisty. Probably Bill Belichick got really mad at them. So they'll come out, you know, like trying to impress their coach and not do those blunders again. Of course, I'm jinxing <laughs> the Patriots. Um, all right, then we'll roll on to Giants playing in Minnesota. Uh, Vikings are the home favorites. It's a four-point spread over under 48. So this should be this should be kind of an interesting game. I think there's no extreme weather reports in this game that I saw. Oh, um, I, yeah. Um, but, you know, Vikings defense just is giving up a lot of points. And I think a lot of fantasy managers, if you, lot, if you think you're losing Jalen Hurts, and you're rolling with Daniel Jones, you're really hoping for a shootout here. <laughs> oh, this is a nice game to pick. Uh, Giants, maybe? They'd make a surprise back here. I'm going to go with the Vikings. All right. <laughs> um, We have... Bills playing the Bears in Chicago. Oh my goodness. This is the coldest game of the weekend, I believe. Um, high winds, bitter cold, potential bomb cyclone is uh, what I don't even know. Like when I read that, I was like, what does that mean? But it's supposed cyclone. to be negative 11 degrees in Chicago. Um, really? Bills That's are the cold. favorites still because, you know, Bills, they're not, they're used to cold weather as well. Uh, yeah. They're favored by nine. Uh, it's over under 40 and a half. It's like a fun I, game. I like this one. I think it will be a fun game. I think, you know, I'm rolling with Bill's Mafia, like we talked about in the, the recaps on week 15. I mean, the Bears' offense is basically a one man show. It's Justin Fields. <laughs> I won't jinx Justin Fields. Let's take the Bills. Yeah. And the high winds, I mean, this game just feels like it's gonna be Josh run, Allen run, run. running. Yeah, Josh Allen. It's two. It's a game of two rushing quarterbacks. It's gonna be Josh Allen running against Justin Fields. Yep, yep. That's just good for fantasy. So yes. Yeah, um, we have Commanders playing here um, in Levi Stadium against the oh, Niners, and Niners nice is a point spread. Yeah. Uh, over oh. under 38 weather I don't think we have any I mean it's cold here but not negative 11 degrees <laughs> I mean for us here it's cold we're cold but yeah still doable uh agnostic here we won't talk about this game we just go <laughs> NFL no injuries have fun yeah um then we have the eagles cowboys game so like i said this has moved mm. the line for this has moved um cowboys are the five point favorites over under a 47 i think the total points was a bit higher earlier in the week um i don't remember who was the favorites earlier in the week but you know as we move closer and closer to the actual game and still no jalen hurts i mean today is wednesday they play on saturday uh, it's looking very unlikely that he'll play, even though the, all the reports 
from his team were saying that he is tracking to play. Um, I guess rolling with the Cowboys if Jalen Hurts doesn't play. I don't know. Oh, uh, I, I still think the Eagles win. So I'll go Eagles regardless of the helm of the quarterback position. All right, that's fair. I mean, it's a big, big rivalry game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excited so about this it, game. Yeah, it should be fun. Um, then we had uh, Saturday night football, Raiders, Steelers. High winds here as well. It's going to be negative four degrees outside. Steelers are the home favorites. It's a two-and-a-half-point spread over under 39. All right. Bad weather too, no? Bad weather. I think the Steelers take away this one, especially um, especially because it's uh, the anniversary weekend. You know, they're, I uh, think all the guys, they're going to give it their all. They're going to play for Franco Harris. They're going to leave it all on the yeah. field. So I'm going to take Steelers. Yeah. It's the Raiders. Out of their dome, I don't believe in them. And for a second, I saw SNF in your notes. I was like, what's that? Saturday night fever? <laughs> well, football. <laughs> F is for football. I see. All these Saturday games. Yeah. Pretty cool. All right. Let's go Sunday. Sunday, we only got three games. We start off with Packers, Dolphins. Uh, Dolphins are the favorites here. It's a four-point spread uh, over under 49 and a half. Mm-hmm. Well, this is a nice break for the Packers, going to some nice weather in Florida. So we get a break from all that blistering cold. Uh, the Dolphins should win this game. It's going to be a nice shootout, I think. Kind of interesting. I agree with you there on the weather. It almost made me feel like, is this is this like an almost upset of the week, you know, where the, obviously the Dolphins are favorite, but then the Packers, like they're so used to playing at Lambeau in all this cold weather conditions, they go down <laughs> to Miami where it's nice and warm and, you know, they get a little bit loose. They get a little limber. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Whoa. Oh, I can move here. Oh, it don't hurt that much. Oh, let's play football. Yeah. So, I don't know. It could be an almost upset. Okay. I can see that. Um, God, what did we do wrong here, Milton, where on Christmas Day we are getting Broncos Rams? <laughs> well, back in the day, they were licking their chops for this game. You have Russell Wilson and fire. He's going to be the new coming of Peyton Manning there. I don't know. John Elway. Not and the Rams, you know, defending champions. And now we have this shell of a team with unknown quarterbacks, right? I mean, yeah. It's Broncos are the favorites. It's a two and a half point spread over under 36 and a half. We get who is it? Brett Ripien? Yeah. Against Baker Mayfield is what uh, we're getting. I mean, yeah. At least look, there's Brett Ripien is to be Mark Ripien's son. Mark Ripien won the Super Bowl back in the day with the R Awards. And it's Baker Mayfield, but yes, uh, I guess. Rams win? I don't know. This game, it's cold. It's like cold when Santa leaves coal at your uh, chimney. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I'll take the Rams as well. Honestly, this game, even with the backup quarterbacks like Ripian versus Mayfield, I don't <laughs> feel like it's not necessarily worse than if we were watching Russ Wilson versus Matthew Stafford this season. Let's be honest. There's not that All much right. of a, a talent gap here. Based on All what right. we've seen this season. <laughs> yeah. I think I'll take the Broncos just because they're better without Russell Wilson. So we'll see. All right. Um, Sunday night football, Buccaneers at Cardinals. <laughs> Bucks oh are the six and a half point favorites. Uh it's a over under of forty one. You know, it's time it's time for the Bucks to get back on the train. Like this this offense is just looks so disjointed all season, and the but the Cardinals are so bad; they have no secondary whatsoever. So, really, like, if they can't get it done, like, is it fair to say that they're done? Like, well, of course, uh, <laughs> this is like a Christmas gift for Tom Brady, you know, a feel good game. However. Yeah. I do see it coming down to the wire, and Tom Brady's going to engineer a 
uh, two minute drill drive at the end to win it, even though it's the Cardinal. So yeah, that's how it's gonna end. And I'll I'll be watching it, of course, because of that. But other than that, uh, terrible Sunday slate of games, except for the Packers. Yeah, definitely. Well, yeah, for Brady's sake, I hope he wins on Christmas Day. That would be a nice gift to him since he doesn't have any family to spend it with. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, it's, uh, I'll be with my family, my football friends. His football family, yeah. So hopefully they get the W for him All right. um, since he gave everything up for them. Yeah, everything, everything. <laughs> Literally everything. Um, all right, then we have Monday Night Football. It's the Chargers versus the Colts in Indianapolis. Chargers are the four-point favorites. It's over under 46 and a half. Uh, Chargers should win this game. They're a better team. Uh, again, it's a... I just noticed the last four games are nice weather games. Either they're in a nice weather place or in a dome. So this is good for fantasy. Uh, I think it should be a good game somehow, I think. Oh, but the Colts don't have a quarterback now. They have Nick Foles. They have – you mean they do have a quarterback now. They have Nick Foles. <laughs> they have Super Bowl winner Nick That's Foles. Right. Matt Ryan has never right. run a Super Bowl. That's <laughs> true. Very true. Well, yeah. I don't know. It might be a little bit more interesting with Nick Foles in. Oh, um, my goodness. I don't think he's logged. I think um, this morning when they were talking about him being the starter now, I think he himself said that he's a little uncertain going to this game only because he hasn't logged, like, full playing time with this team yet or practice time with this team but you know they, they play monday so he's got a few days we see uh, uh nick falls nick falls all right well semi finals you know they're going in on in most leagues it's a very stressful time for many especially around this holiday so uh big f to the nfl and their 17 game schedule i'm not sure if you agree with that vivian but now we can't even enjoy time with our families, you know? Uh, a lot of Christmases, like, will be ruined for those who lose their games, you know? Especially if money's involved. I see a lot of crankiness, people throwing dishes and stuff. And I don't know, I don't know. Just, yes, I can say stay focused. Don't party too much. Ignore your loved ones, you know, like Tom Brady did. Just win, baby. So, uh, we're out. Like this year's number one draft pick, Jonathan Taylor. You'll be doing all right with your Christmas away. But I have a blue, 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 blue Christmas.